Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Everyone, for today's episode, I get to talk with my good friend, Jonathan Wright, who's now the creative director at Coppinger Exhibits about everything you need to know navigating trade shows. Jonathan, welcome, man. Hey, thank you. I always love these because we like get to catch up on like all things personal life. I know we have a ton going on, um, but we're also in the middle of trade show season, and a lot of our listeners are either um, planning to go to trade shows or lining up their brand to attend trade shows coming up next year and want to give them the insight on how to think about everything from the trade show experience to booth design um, and unique ways of thinking about navigating that um, that whole process. So I love just to get into it and talk about um, what's been your experience with trade shows and how brands should think about navigating trade shows. Uh, well, we've certainly had uh, an interesting just over a year in trade shows, uh, as I'm sure all of your uh, your listeners know. Um, it was a, a rough rough year with COVID. Looks like things are starting to turn around, and uh, we've got uh, probably about 85-90% of our clients are actually back to trade shows uh, starting around this time in the beginning of next year. So we're definitely starting to to heat up again. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that it's, uh, it's a really exciting time. We've, we've had some interesting, uh, breakthroughs in how people do trade shows. Uh, there's a lot of talk about different models of trade shows, um, sort of hybrid versions where it's in-person events, uh, as well as virtual events or just virtual events or just in person. And, you know, there, there's, uh, about 50 different, uh, permutations of that idea. Um, so yeah, really exciting time to be in trade show as an industry. So Jonathan, I hear from founders all the time, like trade shows are a waste of money. I'm not going to get anything out of it. Like, why should I even go and set up a booth? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, uh, it's a, a, truly, it is a valid concern, uh, that of course, folks who work at exhibit houses have to contend with all the time. Uh, and it's it's not just something that uh, that that founders with small companies think about. It's you know multinational uh, corporations with budgets in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for trade shows uh, every year are thinking. You know, did we actually get back what we wanted out of this show? Uh, and so there's sort of uh, two ways to answer that. Um, the first is. Um, are we actually doing everything that we should be doing in terms of marketing to make sure that we're uh, targeting the right audience, uh, thinking through the right questions, uh, actually um, trying to sell our uh, products appropriately? And then second of all, uh, are we looking at trade show as a holistic event? So there's uh, a, a trade show has a whole bunch of different uh, functions to it. And the primary one um, with almost all of our clients is how do we sell more of our product? Uh, and that um, our more sophisticated clients, they think about that in a bunch of different tiers. 
so how do you sell your product? Well, uh, sometimes your sales cycle is such that um, you just meet a guy at a show and he says, oh, that's a product that I want. Uh, I'd like 10,000 of them. Can you please send them to me next week? Uh, and sometimes the sales cycle is a little bit longer than that. It's a little bit more convoluted. Uh, how do you actually get the the sale? Well, you need to start planning the the sales conversation that happens at the trade show. Three months in advance of the trade show, you reach out to your contact, and then two months out, you reach out with some more specific bait, and then a month out, it's very specific bait. You reach out, you request the meeting, and then you have the meeting, and then you don't even make the sale necessarily on the trade show floor, but that is the the, the shaking of the hands and the in-depth look at the product, uh, whatever that the thing that happens in the booth is. And then the sale actually happens in the follow-up a week or two weeks after the trade show has actually happened, um, which can make the, the, uh, the return on investment, um, the investment assessment actually quite complicated. Um, so, um, I love that approach, though, like in thinking about it, because a lot of people have this mentality of like, if I build it, they will come. Like, I just need to show up at the at the trade show, have a booth, and then people will just miraculously walk by and discover me because I have the next greatest thing. But I really like that perspective on it being an opportunity to build a in-person relationship with someone that you actually started the connection with beforehand. Yeah, well, that's. Um, I, I'm sure I can probably liken it to what uh, some of your listeners are familiar with. If you're actually in a grocery store, uh, having the best product isn't actually a guarantee that you're going to have uh, success in your sales. I mean, every founder knows that they've got the best product, um, but as far as how do you get somebody to try your product, how do you get somebody to buy your product? Uh, those are things that take uh, they take thoughtful strategy and uh, thoughtful marketing uh, and knowing who's around you and knowing the strategies for engaging the the eye as you're walking along the uh, the grocery store row uh, knowing what price point is going to be attractive uh, the the folk who are, are doing well uh, selling their goods at actual physical stores are the ones who are thinking strategically uh, who are thinking in a, a, a multi-touch process. Uh, and all of the innovations in retail over the last 20 years uh, are also things that, though they're not as obvious in trade show, the strategy is still, uh, it's deep and rich in there. How do we come up with multi-touch point strategies that really get get folk to uh, feel like they know the brand before they've actually stepped onto your booth? So there's a lot of, of, of work being done in that space. And uh, uh, there's quite quite sophisticated thinking going on in that space. Um, and so I, I think uh, uh, to, to those founders out there who are thinking, screw trade shows, um, we hear it we hear it semi-regularly, but um, uh, I, I hope we're, we're going to make a good case for why you should still go today. I love that. Um, let's get into that booth design in order to stand out. As a brand's thinking about, like, I've never designed a trade show booth before, where do I start and what are the things I need to think about? The core strategy, I think, is is the main question. Uh, a lot of times we see, um, particularly with first-time exhibitors or, or newer exhibitors, uh, the temptation is to go to the show and say, well, uh, there are 60,000 people at this show and uh, 60,000 people uh, walking past my booth, hopefully, if I get the right spot in the, the show floor. Uh, what message can I write 
big enough on my uh, my main wall behind me that 60,000 people will stop at my booth and hopefully ask about my product. Uh, and then there's a, a slight variation on that is uh, I'm sure that my product appeals to 60,000 different people so long as I tell them each their message that's appropriate for them. So you end up with 60,000 different messages behind you, hoping that each one stands out for a different person walking by. Um, and that just doesn't acknowledge the realities of trade show, which is that there's so much uh, competition for visual attention at a uh, a trade show that you have to be uh, quite strategic about how you market. And the first thing to do is break down who the different types of attendees are going to the trade show. So you have all sorts of different levels of buyers, all sorts of different types of buyers um, and uh Different different messages appeal to different types of buyers. If, if you um, if you're at uh, your Ace Hardware show uh, and you're the buyer for the paint section, you're really not interested in what innovations there are in plumbing. You want to know what's the innovation in paint. So uh, if you are walking past an exhibit and they don't come right up out front and say uh, we're the number one producer of paint for uh, home and garden and whatever else. Uh, applications, then you you risk losing that uh, actual legitimate buyer in order to try and message to a buyer who uh, may stop at your booth, but they're not really the ideal person for you to be targeting. Uh, so that the first the first step is really to identify the person that you're trying to communicate to, and then design your communication around what uh, what that person needs to be told in order to get them to slow down enough. Uh, to actually read the rest of your messaging, and then tiering it such that uh, you've got the the sort of the slow down sign. Um, this is the the one sentence encapsulation of why someone should stop at your exhibit, and then underneath that, the sort of layered messaging that gets them close enough uh, that they want to ask a salesperson about um, what what makes your product unique, or um, you know what, what really draws them into the exhibit to really have that good conversation with a uh, with a salesperson. One thing I see too is that founders will often put a consumer focused message on their display instead of one targeting their the potential like buyers. There, um, have you seen that happen um, with companies you work with? Yeah, yeah, that's actually it's a really good point that. Uh, um, very often, uh, we we come across brands which have uh, really nicely built out marketing. Um, they've got just beautiful graphics that are uh, that are effective at capturing uh, people's attention, uh, and a lot of their messaging is effective at capturing people's attention. But their their marketing is actually designed to get the wrong person because they're designed for uh, like brick and mortar applications, where it's actually business to consumer rather than business to business as uh, quite often a trade show is. Um, so yeah, make, making sure that you're aware of who you're talking to is the, the key to having good communication. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's an excellent point and uh, something that, that uh, brands sh- really should uh, take some time to think about before going to a trade show is are the graphics that I've built for this thing also appropriate for this other thing or do i need to rebuild my graphics in order to make sure that i'm communicating the right message to the person that i'm actually going to be talking to i love that 
So messaging towards your audience of who you want to attract to your booth, which are likely going to be buyers, I think is super important. I love that. Um, and then how do you think about just like the, the graphic design manifestation of like a brand to that shelf? Cause like most founders and especially in the CPG space, um, they might've designed their website, but they're not really designing like a mini retail store. Like, how do you think about designing that mini experience in person? Uh, so certainly for, uh, for young brands, uh, brands that don't necessarily, uh, have, have a hold in the market yet, uh, being authentic to your brand is actually probably the most important thing. Uh, and giving the visual hints as to what your, what your brand is about in your marketing materials, uh, is essential in getting, getting folk to actually uh, slow down and stop at your exhibit. Um, and there, there are um, sort of material choices and color choices that affect that. Uh, I mean, you, uh, a lot of um, a lot of consumer packaged goods. Uh, there, there's some focus on uh, sustainability, or in um, you know how in in terms of consumable goods, uh, how good this product is for you. Uh, and so there, there are a lot of uh, a lot of cues that uh, already exist in most folks' marketing. Uh, this is a this is a green brand, sustainable brand, uh, and the color palette reflects that. And the material choices um, that that you use on your website, um, you know, wh- whether it's things like um, like you use leaf patterns and things like that, the same ideas apply also in a three dimensional space. But you actually have a much broader palette uh, available to you because you have all the the tactile stuff as well. So woods with actual wood grain uh, uh, surfaces, which are reflective. Um, you have uh, all sorts of different uh, uh, things that that communicate a certain essence to a brand. Uh, and so that that's if you think of the the retail stores that are most beloved, uh, the, the the sort of Apple Store type of places where. Um, you get tech just from the material palette. Um, those are the types of things that we're we're working on also in the three-dimensional space of exhibit design. How do we communicate the brand in the space itself? I love that. I think that, um, yeah, that's always like a hard transition for people to make in terms of visually design that to stand out. Um, and then have you also seen brands create experiences to really draw people in? I, for instance, at a trade show saw a, like ginger beer company that essentially hosted like a party and they were like playing music and they had like attractive people there hanging out. And it just became like the spot where everyone went just to like relax and then kind of find out about it. And that just drew a ton of attention there. Yeah. Um, so I, I uh, th- there's a bunch of different ways of doing this and uh, they, they vary from uh, fairly low tech to super high tech. Um, and, uh, th- th- there's really, there's a solution for any budget. Um, it, it does, it depends on, on what the, the brand wants to accomplish in the space, but there's certainly, uh, in the, the building an authentic engagement, those authentic engagements quite often are the, uh, the core of what makes a great experience in an exhibit as well. Uh, and the experiential events, um, are most successful when they actually match the uh, the core of the brand and the strategy that's being worked out there. Um, the, the technologies that are available now are just, uh, 
just incredible. So that we we see quite a lot of exhibits now that have um, augmented reality uh, as uh, part of the exhibit, where you can actually go up and engage with uh, a product with uh, an augmented reality overlay to it. Uh, virtual reality has become really popular recently as well. Um, holograms. I mean, you name it. Uh, we basically got uh, Star Trek, Star Wars uh, rolled into the industry recently. Um, so all the sci-fi stuff is available. But some of the most effective ones are actually just uh, talking about the product uh, well and authentically um, with with the engagements, the giveaways being geared towards telling that central message. And again, it's that sort of that that one sentence thing that you want everyone who would potentially buy your product at the trade show to walk away. Uh, there's no way that they could leave your space without knowing this one uh, core message, and then everything else gears up behind that. Absolutely love that. And we'll appreciate it. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining today and wishing everyone a best success with their trade shows. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure.